Welcome to the St. John's Hoxton podcast. We are a local church in East London, here to be a beacon of hope for Hoxton. And our mission is to worship God, make disciples, share Jesus and transform Hoxton. Good morning. I might just need to raise this a little bit. Sorry, Rachel. All right, I think I can see that. (laughs) Good morning. Do you want to live a life worthy of the calling you have received? Do you want to be built up and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ? Hopefully the answer is yes. (laughs) Um, And whether you're been a Christian a long time, uh, or whether you're new and you're wondering what all this Christianity thing uh, is about, um, this is what the scriptures, uh, St. Paul here in the letter to the church at Ephesus, is telling us that uh, uh, this is our aim, this is what we're called to be, this is where what we're called to do, this is where we're going to be built up, to become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Um, for myself, I've, I've been around the block uh, a little bit, um, but I know that my life is not yet um, worthy of, of Jesus' calling uh, to be a, a child of God the Father. I know that my life um, needs some attention. Um, I still need to become mature. Uh, just ask my wife uh, and children. On second thoughts, please don't do that. Um, and... Um, Whether I will attain to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ, which is an extraordinary claim, isn't it? That we can be like Christ himself. Whether I can actually achieve that by the end of my allotted years uh, on this earth, I don't know. But it's a goal that I'm aiming for because St. Paul encourages us to do so. So the I suppose the question we need to ask then is, well, how do we do that? How do we attain the full measure uh, of Christ? And uh, so this morning, as we start a new academic year and church activities start up again after the summer holidays, um, as Rachel said at the beginning, I want to look particularly at the role of connect groups uh, here at St. John's and why we have them. Uh, And hopefully... Um, to encourage you to, uh, to rejoin a group if you've been part of one in the past, or, and if you've never tried a connect group, to, to dip your toe in and to, to, to try one out um, and to, to see what they're like. Now, quite a few of you have been in connect groups, I know. Um, so, I'm just wondering, um, what are the reasons that you have gone to a connect group? If you be brave and, and shout something out. What's one of the reasons you've gone to a connect group in the past? <laughs> Food. Yep, that's always a good one. <laughs> to hear from God. To, to deepen your faith in God. Yes, excellent. Sorry? To build relationships, yes, absolutely, with each other and, and with God. So horizontal relationships and the, the vertical relationships. So, anything else? To learn. 
To learn, absolutely, yeah, all, all great things. Um, if we go to the next slide and the next slide, um, I threw a few things up there, as I prepared earlier. Um, so care for one another, fellowship, understand the Bible better, discover our gifts, grow in faith, worship Jesus, pray, build relationships, learn to lead. All these things happen um, within uh, a connect group, uh, a midweek group. And on the St. John's website, there's a page about connect groups, um, which says that connect groups are groups uh, of around six to 12 people, some groups are bigger, um, who meet weekly or fortnightly to share life together, worship God, discuss the Bible, and pray for one another, which is a nice brief description of, of what happens. Um, but it doesn't really explain why we think it's a very good idea to be part of a connect group. As Proverbs 29.18 says, without a vision, the people perish. Or perhaps we could say, where there is no vision, the people don't see the point. So my aim this morning is to explain the point uh, of connect groups. Um, the next slide. What's the point? and to encourage you to, to try them out, to give them a go. The message para, uh, paraphrase of the Bible puts the verse from Proverbs like this, which is on the slide. Um, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble over themselves, but when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. Uh, and I believe that connect groups can be a real blessing uh, to us uh, as, as Christians, as individuals uh, and as a, as a body. And I think that's why the, this passage that we've uh, heard from uh, that Avril read for us is so helpful for us. Because Paul understood that despite its many human flaws and failings, um, the church has a central place in God's unfolding plan for his creation. Someone has said that the local church is the hope of the world. But that church is made up of people like you and me. And if we're going to be the hope of the world, then I think we need to become more and more like Jesus. Now, Paul starts, um, uh, talks about that right at the start of the letter to the Ephesians, uh, talking about the church, when he tells them uh, and us that God chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. And that because of his love for us, he adopts us into uh, his family through Jesus Christ, that we're redeemed and our sins are forgiven through Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, and that we are to be for the praise of the glory of Jesus. The local church, which is you and me, we're the, the first fruits um, of, a, of a new type of human person, a person filled with the Holy Spirit, renewed, restored, um, restored to relationship with God. We're called to be holy and blameless. And uh, I know for me, it doesn't really feel like I'm very holy or blameless most of the time. But the Bible tells us that that is who I am in God's sight, in Jesus Christ. So we're called to be an example to the world around us to the unbelieving world of what it means to lead a Jesus-centered life. There is a different way of living that makes sense of life, of what's going on. It gives us a direction, a place that we're aiming for. 
And I think in particular the verses 12 and 13 from the passage from Ephesians are the key. And if you've been a Christian for more than five minutes, you've probably heard a talk about the, the five-fold ministry of apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and, and teachers. These are different callings of, uh, upon people within the church to build the church up. And, and whilst that's true, what I'm more interested in this morning is why Christ should gift people with those ministries. And the answer Paul gives is in the following verses which, um, using the message paraphrase, and it'll be on the slide, hopefully. That's the one. To train Christians, Paul says, in skilled servant work, working within Christ's body of the church until we're all moving rhythmically and easily within, with each other, efficient and graceful in response to God's Son, fully mature adults, fully developed within and without, fully alive like Christ. So if we're going to try and achieve that, we need some help in becoming skilled Jesus servants, in becoming fully mature, fully alive. And so, perhaps in rather more simple terms, we have the next slide, which says, God wants us to grow up. I think that's really the bottom line of what Paul is saying uh, in Ephesians 4. He wants us to grow up in Christ. In other words, he wants us to learn how to, to live well, to, to move rhythmically with each other, to, to have good relationships, to be full of grace and mercy and kindness, to be fully alive. And that whole process is what theologians call sanctification, which is just a long word for being made holy being made more like Jesus. Paul says in the second letter to the church at Corinth, he says, now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is there is freedom. And all of us with unveiled faces, seeing the glory of the Lord as though reflected in a mirror are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, the spirit. So again, he says to another church, this is what you're called to be. You're called to be transformed into the image of Christ. This is important stuff. It's God's will for us to be conformed to the image of his son. Paul says it again to the church in Rome in chapter eight. He says that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. That's you and me. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. And so, as I see it, the primary purpose of the connect groups, the small groups that we have within the church, the, the overarching reason for them is that it connects together all the things that I, I put on the slide that we heard from, from uh, earlier from you um, as to what happens in a connect group. Uh, and that is, it's about personal growth and change. It's about being changed into the likeness of Christ. We had a saying in a, a church I used to be part of some years ago, um, let's grow up before we grow old, as we stirred each other up to pursue Jesus uh, and to, to live a life worthy of him. And so Ephesians chapter four is really all about maturity, growth into maturity. 
the whole measure of the fullness of Christ himself, as Paul says. And the transformation of an individual is what's called personal sanctification, uh, and that's important. But Paul here in Ephesians is also talking about the sanctification, the sort of the making holy of the whole body, of, of all of us as a corporate group. Uh, and the two go together because you need sanctified, holy individuals to be a holy church, and you need a holy church in order to develop and grow holy. Christians and individuals. Uh, it's a process that we, we feed off each other. And so as a church, we provide, uh, one of the things we provide are connect groups in order to facilitate um, the, the personal, the growth in personal uh, holiness and faith. And I think there are three key aspects that should be present in, in every connect group, and these are on the, on the next slide. Um, fellowship, discipleship and training. A fellowship is about hanging out together, uh, being known. Um, you know, we're a big group here this morning, here in church, as well as you guys online. And, um, but it's difficult to, to get to know each other well. We have nice brief conversations uh, at the end of the service, but we don't really get to know each other well and deeply. And we can do that in a smaller group, in a smaller context, where it's safer, where we've got more time where we can allow ourselves to be cared for each other and where we can care for others, where we can drink tea and coffee, where we can play games and just have fun together. Discipleship, the second one, which is about growing in relationship with God through worship and prayer and Bible study, learning how to live as a Christian, becoming more godly. And then there's training, Connect groups are a great place to be equipped for works of service, to discover what your calling is. What is the, the calling that God has placed on your life? So just as Will and Louise and, um, have, have sort of sought God and, and worked out what God's calling them to do, God has a call on your life. Uh, and within connect groups, um, you can begin to discover and discern. Um, and you can also, if you have a sense of the calling uh, of leadership, it's a great place to, to develop those leadership skills to put your toe in the water uh, and, and lead a Bible study or lead a time of prayer or lead worship um, because it's a safe place. You're among friends. Um, uh, and so that's great. And, and this, the, the fellowship, discipleship and training are all sort of mixed up together. It's not like there are three separate things that happen because discipleship happens within fellowship. I often find that the, you know, the pastoring often happens over a cup of tea and coffee rather than a time of intense prayer um, where we can be honest with each other and the struggles that we have. And we need to train new leaders. Um, we've taken a bit of a pummeling, haven't we, over the past 18 months with, with COVID. Um, and it's great that we're back here together and, and regrouping and such like. Well, we firmly believe that God um, is going to bless St. John's, that we're going to grow as a worshipping community. And as we grow, we're going to need more connect groups. Uh, there'll be more ministries happening. And so we're going to need more leaders. Um, and connect groups are a great place, I believe, to start to learn how to lead. So we don't meet as a connect group just to do a Bible study or to care for one another or to have a prayer time, although those are really important things. We meet 
together to be transformed into the likeness of Christ for the sake of his kingdom. Connect groups are much more than Bible studies. They're about the process of change uh, in our lives. Now, I thought it'd be good not just to hear from me. <laughs> um, so I've asked Lorraine and uh, Daniel if they'd like to come up and just share with you why um, connect groups have been important in, in their lives. So if you'd like to come up, Lorraine uh, and Daniel. We need a microphone. Come up here. This is Lorraine, and Lorraine's, how long have you been involved in connect groups? Seems like forever. <laughs> but I will say, all the time I've spent in connect groups have been really important. They are the most amazing thing to be a part of. Without connect groups, I don't think I could do half the things that I've done today and will go on to do because I've learned so much and grown so much through connect groups. All the things we have learned in Connect Group and all the things in the Bible we've been able to study have been amazing. Um, you could come to church on a Sunday, you could listen to the sermon and go home and look in your Bible and you could try to work out what it all means. But without Connect Groups and the fellowship and everybody's input, you never really get to the heart of what it means. And as you grow, you, it becomes so embedded in you, you've got an excitement for wanting more of it, not just the friendship, the fellowship, but the whole thing about being closer to God and growing and learning. And we've got some amazing connect groups here. We've been so blessed to have Pauline and Stephen, to have Graham when he's done bits about the, the Bible and the Old Testament. And we've got Alison and we've got Nathan, and we've done bits about God, about when he doesn't answer prayer. We don't get a chance on a Sunday to talk about those things, but it helps us to grow and know why these things happen, and it helps us to tell other people uh, sensible answers when they're going through these stages, and tell them to come to connect groups and learn to connect with people, and make fellowship, and learn to go on and be with Christ. So I would recommend any of you lot, if you're thinking of your faith growing, if you've got if you want to come closer to God, if you really want to be able to make deeper relationships with your church family to come to connect groups, they're amazing. Thank you, Lauren. <laughs> I'm Daniel. <laughs> Hello everyone. Yeah, for me, um, the Bible says, iron shepherd, iron. So when we're in the connect group, we're able to build each other up. Yes, we do Bible study there, but when we're reading the Bible, one passage could be interpreted differently by different people because the Holy Spirit gives you the inspiration. Let's say, for instance, you're taking the Bible, which we all know, John 3, 16. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish. That's, that verse we are looking at, I will interpret it in my life as for God's love. God's love me. And see how practically it applies to my life in my everyday life. Another member in the group may see that scripture and look at it from God's plan. God's plan for salvation from the beginning. Even when we are sinned, we are falling short, but God has a plan for us. 
Yet another member in the Connect group will look at that same scripture and think about faith, belief, faith. Even when you're in a down place, you're having difficulty, but you have that faith that yes, God still loves you. So different people will look at that scripture and interpret it, build it up with practical application on how it applies to their life. So that is one thing I get. The second thing, importantly, is that we're able to share our problems, our issues. Everybody has some issues, some concern that you will not want to see in the church. But in that small place, because of how we are together, we're able to open our hearts. This is what we are going to. This is a situation we are finding ourselves. Each and every one of us was able to say situation we are going to, and we are expecting the other to bear each other's burden. So we can combine in prayer, in faith, in encouragement, in uplifting. That is what I felt is so powerful. You could not get that in the church on the Sunday. But in that small group, you'll be able to open up your heart, your mind, to speak what you're going to, and you see the other people in the group be able to support you. So therefore, for me, I see just one day a week, not the whole day, just one and a half hour on an evening is what an investment. So think about it, and you invest in that time, and I believe you'll not get it. God bless. Thank you, Daniel. I think we have a preacher among us. <laughs> Absolutely, that's exactly what Connect Groups are. It's where a place where we can build each other up. Because we all have different perspectives. We all have different experiences of life. We see the world differently. Uh, and it's easy for those of us who stand up here on a Sunday to, to, to preach at you. Um, and I have my view, as, as Daniel says. Um, and you may well have a different view. Um, but uh, we don't generally have a, have a discussion uh, on a Sunday. Um, uh, but you can have a discussion uh, in a connect group. Uh, and that's where you can really grapple with scripture, where you can grapple with those hard sayings. And like, I've been a Christian for 20 years, but I've never really understood this verse. And what does it mean? And someone says, yeah, I never really understood that verse either. And let's find a commentary and let's have a look and see what some clever people have said about it. And let's try and work it out together and, and listen to the spirit. And Paul, Paul says this in, in Philippians, because it's, it's not something that just happens just like that. Paul talks to the Philippian church, doesn't he? And he says, I want to know Christ. Not that I've already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ took hold of me. Forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. That prize being to be made holy and blameless like Christ. So I want, you to, I want to encourage you this morning to, to, to try out a connect group. Um, and don't go to be spoon-fed or out of any sense of duty. Um, go to be changed because you want to become more like Jesus. And because you can be an instrument of change for other people uh, in the group too. You know, there are numerous passages in the, in the New Testament that talk about looking out for, for one another. Jesus said, didn't he, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. And groups, connect groups aren't places to be super spiritual. God works in us and through us in, in all our interactions. As I said, you know, over a cup of tea and over a coffee, over a chat. 
God's Holy Spirit can be in that conversation. I've had conversations where someone said something to me and I suddenly thought, wow, that's the Holy Spirit. And they haven't really thought anything about it. It just came out of their mouth. But the Holy Spirit knew I needed to hear it. Um, and I've taken that on board. And, you know, whether we, we bring everything to church, to connect groups. We don't want church to be churchy. There's no secular, sacred divide. There's, you know, the suggestion that, that God's only interested in, in those bits of our, our churchy lives, you know, where we're praying or, or doing stuff. He's interested in everything. Our job, our family relationships, our hobbies. Um, someone wrote that there is not a square inch in the whole domain of our human existence over which Christ, who is sovereign over all, does not cry mine. So every part of our life is of interest to Jesus. He wants to transform every aspect of the way that we live and think. And so whether you're talking about your family, your work, or films, or friendships, or hobbies, or your understanding of the Bible, it's everything that God wants to do. And we do it uh, in, in the light of Christ. So nothing, nothing is more loving than to help each other grow in Christ. And that love can be expressed within the context of a connect group. So, when we look at the Bible together in connect group, which is something we all do, <laughs> the primary reason is to allow God to speak to us, to hear what God has to say to us. It's not so much that we, we come to, to read the Bible as that we want the Bible to read us so that we can be changed. Jesus had stern words for the Pharisees, if you remember, in John chapter five. He said, you study the scriptures diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testify about me, yet you refuse to come to me to have life. Connect groups are a great place to grapple with scripture, to ask questions you've always wanted to ask. And of course, there's no such thing as a dumb question. We can ask any question you like. And it's probably the question that everybody else in the group wants to ask, but is too afraid to ask. Um, connect groups can be a really safe place to, to really delve into uh, scriptures and to encourage each other as we walk in the Lord. So, let's grow up before we grow old. And to help you do that, we're starting the year with three connect groups. Um, they're all meeting midweek uh, and in the evening. Um, one is in person, one is a hybrid group uh, meeting in person, but you can also join online on Zoom. And the other one is entirely on Zoom. And those three groups are, as um, Lorraine said, Stephen and Pauline Miller's group, um, Nathan and Alison Van Sittert's group, and uh, I'm leading a group together with Bethan Mitchell. So, um, so you all know who those people are. If you guys would like to come up here. Um. So we have the Millers here, the Van Sittets here, and me, and Bethan. Um, so I thought, just so you know what's on offer, um, 
Stephen and Pauline are going to tell you briefly uh, about their group, when it meets, what time, where it meets, and what they're going to be doing this term. So we're the hybrid group, um, so we'll be meeting at 8 o'clock on a Tuesday evening for strictly one hour, um, so that for those online it starts and finishes exactly in an hour. Um, it's quite accessible um, because it's hybrid, um, but it's accessible as well because there's four different people take part um, each week as well in terms of choosing songs and various things. So we're going to be studying Revelation, faithfulness in testing times over the next six, seven weeks. Um, and we start this Tuesday, so if you do want to come, see me afterwards, and I've got some books, so you um, can get a book in advance of Tuesday. Uh, so hybrid, so it's online and at the back of the church. Wonderful. Thank you. That's the Millers. Uh, Nathan and Alison. So we're starting up this Wednesday, uh, 7.30, and we run through to 9 o'clock. Generally we start, so we're a completely online group and the reason we're staying completely online is that we, well, we welcome everyone. We particularly also want to give an opportunity to people that have special childcare responsibilities in the evening or have stay a bit further away from the church or just can't get out on a Wednesday evening to still be able to be part of a connect group. So we're online. We start at 7.30, but if you've got kids, feel free to join at any time. We know it's not always easy. And Alison's just going to tell us a bit about what we're going to be doing this term. Yeah, so we're going to be doing a um, study on the climate change and the, a Christian response to the climate change. And that's going to be uh, nine weeks and it will involve a video and discussions afterwards. And yeah, it will be about an hour and a half, as Nathan said. Wonderful. And um, our group, um, like the Millers, will be meeting here uh, at the back of church, uh, but on a Wednesday, and we'll be starting in two weeks' time on the, I think it's the 22nd, um, and uh, we'll be worshipping, uh, we'll be studying the Bible. We're going to have a look at uh, the second letter to the Church of Corinth, uh, which isn't one that sort of is looked at very often, but there's a lot of amazing quotes that uh, you, um, you will know when you read them. Um, but uh, it's, uh, I find it a really encouraging letter as to, to how to be a Christian and how to be the church. Um, so we're going to be looking, looking at that. So thank you. Um, and um, so thank you, guys. Um, so to, um, to sign up, um, there are going to be some clipboards at the back of church which the welcome team um, will direct you to um, and you can sign up there if you want to express an interest. It's not a lifelong commitment, don't worry. You can dip your toe in, you can try them out um, and I mean, if you don't like one group, uh, for whatever reason, try another one um, and uh, find one that you feel at home in. Um, and uh, you can also sign up uh, online through using My Church Suite, um, which is a really easy way to, to sign up. Um, if you haven't already logged into to, to My Church Suite, as I think John said earlier, um, you do download the app. It's a really, really helpful way to, to connect with what's going on in the church and to, to see what's going on. And you'll find all the connect groups uh, within My Church Suite, and you can just press a button and sign up there. So let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you call us to become mature in you. That, Lord, our goal is to become more holy and more blameless. And, Lord, help us uh, in our walk. 
Lord, we thank you for the, for the connect groups in this church. And Lord, we pray for them for this coming term, that Lord, they would be instruments of your uh, grace uh, and your mercy. Uh, that Lord, we, we pray your blessing on the leaders and uh, we ask, Lord, that you would expand your kingdom, expand our knowledge, expand our love for one another through them. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the St. John's Hoxton podcast. New talks will be uploaded every week from all of our services. And do check out our website, stjohnshoxton.org.uk, for more information.